The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, Take care not to perform righteous deeds in order that people may see them. Otherwise, you will have no recompense from your Heavenly Father. When you give alms, do not blow a trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, to win the praise of others. Amen. I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your almsgiving may be in secret. And your Father, who sees in secret, will repay you. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites who love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on the street corners so that others may see them. Amen. I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your inner room Close the door and pray to your Father in secret. And your Father, who sees in secret, will repay you. When you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites. They neglect their appearance so that they may appear to others to be fasting. Amen. I say to you, they have received their reward. For when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, so that you may not appear to others to be fasting, except to your Father who is hidden. And your Father who sees what is hidden will repay you. Gospel, the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I began my life as a priest in, at St. Mary's in Wilmington, where I spent two years as an, as an associate uh, pastor. And then I made my way up I-40. And then when Bishop um, Burbage came, he asked me if I would give up Sampson County, at least the northern portion of that, in Johnston County. And, and part of Wayne County in order to come eventually move up to Raleigh. Uh, so I finally got up high 40 to the big city. <laughs> and uh, I wasn't sure where I was going to live um, at that time. I, the bishop asked, I said, I'd like you to live in a parish rather than a park or something like that. Um, and I looked around and said, well, I've always been trying to follow in the shadow of Monsignor Williams, who was my neighbor in, in, uh, when I was in Newton Grove. He was down in Clinton. 
uh, as they say down there, Clinton. And uh, he was uh, establishing missions in Duplin County. And, and for two and a half years, I was just cleaning up this mess. <laughs> <laughs> He built a nice church there in, uh, in uh, Maria Reina, which is out in the middle of nowhere, but it's near the uh, Carolina turkeys, or now it's called Butterball, the largest turkey processing plant in the world. And uh, they had two masses on Sunday, all in Spanish. In fact, I was the only person that um, was not Hispanic in, those, in, that, in that parish and was administering two mission churches, one founded by Monsignor Williams also in Magnolia, uh, Santa Clara which finally moved out of a trailer and and, uh, and now have a building. It's uh, not a pretty building, but it, it works well right now for a church. So anyway, I, I have a lot to be thankful to uh, Monsignor Williams um, for his great example, his missionary spirit, um, for following in the footsteps of the Tar Heel Apostle, um, Father Price. Um, but also it was... Um, when I thought about where am I going to live in Saint in, uh, in Raleigh, Monsignor was very gracious to open up uh, a place to myself here at St. Joseph's. And uh, it was more than simply finding a place to stay. It was uh, finding a community here. You've all been family to me here at St. Joseph's. Uh, I can look out here and I can see uh, many people that I know, even though for a while I was just popping in and out on certain occasions. But... Uh, I feel very welcomed as one of the young parishioners here, even though it says priest and resident on residence on the bulletin. Um, so it's been a great blessing here. And uh, this might be, uh, uh, this is not the last supper. I'll, I'll be back, uh, to, as my senior said, but I'll be on an academic schedule, which means that I'm, I'm home in Raleigh in the summers and, and uh, Christmas and Easter are my own. I'll be here, of course, for Christmas Mass. But when the seminaries are out, um, I'll be out as well. I'm looking at some of the families here, the Schutzes and the Canes, and have, have given a son to, to the vocation cause here. And we have two other seminaries, Austin Farr and Tim On, uh, are serving tonight. So this has been a great place for the vocation director because um, I, you've done you've done great work as a parish. You, we have I think five or six uh, seminaries that came from this parish in the last six, last six years, and we have another one actually that's going to enter this fall. So what a blessing it is to uh, know that you're doing all the work, and I just have to make sure they fill out the papers. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I, I got a lot of thanks to, thanks to say. We'll have a chance to do that later. But let's talk about. Uh, uh, the Eucharist means Thanksgiving, and we can talk about the readings for uh, for tonight. Uh, the word liberality uh, can, comes to mind when I think about these readings. Liberality means this open-handedness. It means a willing to extend the hand and give what I have to you. Uh, not grasping, like closing the hand and grasping at, at my possessions, but sharing generously with others. Um, the first reading about God loves a cheerful giver, uh, those who sow um, sparingly will reap sparingly. Those who sow generously will reap, will, uh, reap a great harvest. So it says something about a certain um, spirit in ourselves that we should cultivate. And in the gospel today, we're reading from the Sermon on the Mount. If you ever want to like look at the world upside down, like stand on your head and look at the world, 
um, and see how things are different, how heaven is, we have this, this movie I saw, like St. Francis was, was, was upside down, and he was saying, well, it's heaven that supports the earth. And it, it's really true. It's like we should adopt these ways of looking at things um, from God's point of view. Uh, the Sermon on the Mount begins with blessed are the poor in spirit. This culture we live in, nobody thinks being poor is a blessing. And it is a, not a blessing if we are suffering because we are poor. We should do everything po possible to eliminate the poor, uh, the suffering of other people. And so we should give generously uh, to them. But uh, we should see ourselves uh, as poor in this world and looking to the things of God. Uh, and to be able to sow generously, you might say, to give everything, requires a great and profound trust in God. I mean, we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. We don't know if the economy is going to crash. We, we don't know if your 401k will be worth uh, we have the FDIC that says if you have so much money in the bank, the government is going to cover you. <laughs> but we do know who, who we should entrust our future to. And so I know I'm going off to Philadelphia and, and um, I'm leaving North Carolina. And I feel at peace with this decision. It's not something that I chose. Um, but wherever we are, God's holding us. And so we don't know what the future holds as we as somebody said, but we know who holds the future. And somebody who is generous and giving, focused on the present need. And I know that I was taught to store for a rainy day, and I know it's good to store for a rainy day. But there's also that gospel which says, what about the man who stored up his surplus in barns, and then he didn't know that his life was going to be required of him. So these kind of, this Sermon on the Mount, these passages we're reading from right now just challenge us to look at life upside down, look from a different point of view. Uh, for instance, do not worry about what you're going to wear or what you're going to eat. The pagans search, seek those things. And as Monsignor loves this song, I know because we, it's one of the songs that is not like before 1900. <laughs> <laughs> It was actually written in, I think, 1967 by Karen Lafferty. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Somehow, a song from the 60s made the cut here at St. <laughs> the Lord loves a cheerful giver. And what is what can we give um, today? Well, I don't think this necessarily means we have to give all our money away. But if we're attached to it, we need to somehow get unattached to a certain lifestyle and work on relationships. And so what we really have is probably most precious to us is our time. Do we take time for one another? This is one of the greatest challenges I have. Sometimes you, and I apologize to this, I ask forgiveness for many of you if this is the case, is like, you know, yeah, that's fine, go ahead and do that. I gotta keep moving on to my schedule, keep moving to the next thing, you know. And there was one priest I know that was so good about moving on that he would be talking to somebody and he'd have them in their car with the keys, ignition started, and he'd be, he'd be still talking to him, he'd be waving goodbye to him at the same time. And there's a way kind of saying, well, we have to get on to the next thing. But uh, what we have to get on, what we're about is about the next person in our lives, who that person God puts into our lives. 
here are in the screw tape letters. Uh, screw tape is the great demon devil's teaching his nephew of um, was it wormwood or something like that. And it, it, I, I wrote this down. This is um, this is from the screw tape letter. It says, "The busier they are." This is a screw tape talking to his nephew because he's going to tell him how to get to us, tempt us. The busier they are, the more likely they will get tired and cranky with each other. We can have lots of fun when that happens. <laughs> keep them busy, and they don't take time to talk to each other. Even better, keep them too busy to listen to each other. We know things are going our way with other people when other people become an interruption to them. Just keep reminding them that their tasks are much more important than people. So there's a lot of wisdom there. And taking time right now means a lot to me that people came out tonight. It means a lot to the parish, but I know there's people that are just ignored throughout the day and uh, perhaps need, need to see Christ in us. Give lavishly. Give, give, give lavishly. Give what Jesus has given you. When we receive the Eucharist, we need to become Eucharist and, and send bread for other people. Perhaps we should spend more time enjoying each other than being alone uh, with ourselves. So, what is needed now is perhaps just to be in the presence of the Lord not being alone and having him love us and trust the tomorrow to the Lord. So, uh, we always have our plans, but uh, uh, Jesus says uh, basically uh, what you, uh, that basically we need to focus on, uh, if we're going to give alms, uh, we don't know what our left hand is doing from the right, we don't calculate it, we don't think about what am I doing? We just give and say that person's worth it, and we give ourselves to them as the Lord is giving Himself to us in the Eucharist. Let us stand out off our prayers to meet. We pray for Pope Francis, Bishop Burbage, leaders of the Church. We pray for the unity of the Church, that we may be brothers and sisters in Christ, that the unity of the Church may inspire many, many more to join us. We pray to the for an increase in vocations to priesthood and religious life, especially to this local diocese of Raleigh, we pray to the Lord. Lord for the sick and suffering, for their healing and strength, we pray to the Lord. For the poor who need our help, not just our pity, that the poor may be aided, we pray to the Lord. Father, grant these prayers of their own hearts. We ask them in faith and love, in the name of Jesus, our Lord.